that's just the way that it is. And I have like this example and this example and this example and this example. It's like, I can point to like all of these things. I'm like, see, here's the evidence to like back up this story that I always tell. Conversations with Sarah, a podcast of exploration, vulnerability, and curiosity, in which I seek to bring more understanding and compassion to the human experience. It's been a long time since I've done a solo episode. I am so grateful for all of the people who have come on to my podcast. I love nothing more than just chatting with people, exploring ideas. And I'm so grateful to be able to share, you know, my conversations with an audience. And, but I kind of just wanted to like check in. I've been having a lot of sort of awarenesses and experiences and thoughts that I kind of want to talk about. I got back to Asheville a couple days ago from my time in LA, which was so fun and very busy. I, every single day I had tons of things to do. I was kind of going from, you know, fun stuff like social meeting to social meeting, just seeing all sorts of people I haven't seen, you know, since I moved, I saw some people I haven't seen in years and, you know, went to a wedding. We stayed out till like 3 a.m. Like I was just, it was a lot of like, you know, a bit of drinking, a bit of staying out late, a bit of, and of course I woke up super early because I am on East Coast time, sort of. I mean, not even super early. I've, I've been noticing that I wake up at sort of this like universal time. So like no matter what time I go to sleep, I wake up at like 6.30 a.m. Pacific. <laughs> and I've been waking up really late in Asheville and I keep being like, how am I waking up so late? You know, in California, I was waking up at 6.30, 7, 7.30 consistently. And in Asheville, I mean, luckily I'm able to sleep that late, but waking up at like 9 30, I'm like, why? <laughs> Doesn't even matter what time I go to sleep. Anyway, so that kind of continued. I was waking up pretty early, even though we were staying out late in California. And yeah, I, you know, I'm coming to this microphone right now from a space of I'm trying to like settle back into the pace of Asheville and the life that I have here, which is much slower than what I was experiencing over the last week in California, which was just like busy, 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 like one thing to the next and just tons of socializing, which I just love so much. And I can just feel, you know, my thoughts kicked up a lot. I can feel like my energy feels a little bit more anxious. Like I'm trying to like run at that quick speed and you know, my life here is just not at a quick speed. It's at like a very slow speed. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really wanting to kind of like settle in and talk about some things that I've been thinking about. Um, one of those things, you know, specifically is a lot about story. And this is something that I have been exploring over the past you know, few months, but especially 
or not especially, but it just, um, you know, deepened, I would say like while I was in California and I talked a little bit about this with Deidre on our episode, um, which was episode 31 or 32, I think. And, you know, we talked about story and thought and, you know, the way that we kind of like see our lives and like tell the story of our lives. And I have like this one specific story that I have told like my whole life and I tell it all the time. Like I, oh, and I even, I mentioned this on the episode with Deidre, like even had a dream recently where I was like actually sitting in front of a little crowd, holding a book, like a storybook with, um, you know, pictures of myself from my childhood. And I was literally like, now I will tell you this story about how men relate to me or like my story of men basically. And I was like, share, you know, when I was this age, this happened. And then I felt this way. And then people were relating to me this way. And it's like, oh my God, like how on the nose do you have to be like this story that I tell constantly to myself, to other people, like is so strong. And I just take it as such gospel like I take it as like really the way that things are for me which is that I have a difficult relationship with men that guys do not like me that they don't want to be my friend they don't want to be my lover they don't want to be in a romance situation with me I'm just like guys just don't like me I don't know like that's the way it's always been and that's just the way that it is. And I have like this example and this example and this example and this example. It's like, I can point to like all of these things. I'm like, see, here's the evidence to like back up this story that I always tell. And it's interesting. So if, I don't know if there's anyone listening who listened to the Nosh podcast that I had with my friends, Chelsea and Natasha, it's a really good podcast. We did a few different seasons on different topics <laughs> and our most recent season, which we did during the pandemic was about friendship. And we did an episode about like the way that we relate to men. And I, you know, I think about this sometimes, like I, you know, I'm a cis heterosexual woman and my experience of relationships are that they're like extremely gendered. Like I relate to women much differently than I relate to men now that um I'm meeting more people who are identifying as non-binary or trans you know that's really kind of making me think like okay this whole way that I'm relating to people in this gendered way which has felt like I don't have control over it like I just have like an instinctual <laughs> Uh, or response to men that's like different than women. My relationships with women have been, you know, a lot easier. My relationships with men have been difficult. Again, this is my story, but also like, I feel like my experience and yeah, it makes me question all of that. It, it at least makes me question the necessity of that or like, you know, it draws attention to my stories around all of that. And so in this episode that we recorded of the Nosh podcast, we 
talked about our relationships with men and how difficult they were. And it was interesting because as I was, you know, again, like telling my story, I had these little flashes where I'm like, well, what about this guy that I'm friends with? What about this other guy that I'm friends with? And I kind of had two responses. One, I I like shrugged it off and I was like, well, that's different. You know, that, that thing that breaks this pattern or breaks the story or puts a crack in it, you know, that's just, well, that's like a different thing. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know really why that is, but I could come up with reasons. It's not romantic or, you know, that person has a partner or, you know, whatever, but I'm like, it's still, uh, still putting a crack in my story. But I, I kind of held on to my story, like, no, even though, okay, maybe that's like an outlier, my story is still true. And then my other response was that I like felt bad because I was like, am I saying that, you know, these people who are my friends are just not my friends or are not as valuable to me or are not, you know, like, why am I not counting them in a way? But like I said, I just kind of held on to my story. And so that was in like 2020. So I was obviously beginning to see the cracks there. And then recently I had this, you know, dream and I've been thinking about it more. And what's been happening is I have been having experiences with guys that are in contradiction <laughs> to my expectation. So for example, I'm like hanging out with a guy and then he like continues to want to hang out with me where like my expectation is like, oh, this person is going to leave They're They are not going to want to hang out with me anymore. And I just like kind of keep having these experiences with guys where I'm just like, this isn't matching the story that I'm telling myself. Like it's, it's indirect contradiction to it. It is not following like the pattern that I'm expecting. And, you know, they say they, someone says (laughs) that sort of as we change our inner reality, sort of like the way that we relate to ourselves and to the outside world, like the outside world sort of changes to, you know, match where we are now. And that's, you know, that's like a difficult sort of concept to like wrap your mind around. But sometimes these things happen where you're like, yeah, is it like, are guys acting different toward me than usual? It feels like, yes. It feels like all of a sudden something has changed in the outside world. However, I doubt that that's true. I think that what is happening is as I have sort of begun to stab holes in my story and have started to not assume that my story is true and that people are going to respond to me in a certain way, I am responding to them differently. I'm maybe like putting myself out there more. I don't know. This is hard, right? Like I, this is something that I do not understand where it's like, yes, I'm probably showing up in a different way. Maybe I'm exuding a different energy. Maybe I am taking more risks in relationship than I 
would have previously. I definitely know, you know, in the past I would hide more. I would maybe like not put myself out there. You know, I was thinking recently I was hanging out with some people and it's like in the past, I probably just would have gone home. Like I wouldn't have stayed. I wouldn't have wanted to be a burden. I wouldn't have wanted to, um, you know, assume that they wanted me around. So I would have just taken myself out of the situation and I didn't, and we had a great time. So the way that I'm showing up is different, I think. And I think I'm getting opportunity to show up differently in a way. Maybe, I don't know. Like, this is what I'm like, I don't know. In the past, have I always had this same opportunity? So what I'm, you know, sort of referring to specifically is that over my time, the course of my time in California, I actually feel like I connected with a lot of more guy friends that I have than even girlfriends. I mean, maybe it was about equal and that's just where my attention was, but this is the thing, right? It's like, we have this experience. It's, you know, say a painting of many colors and we all hone in on what we hone in on. Like, I'm like, oh, well, this painting has so much yellow, but like, it also has like a lot of blue and green and pink, but I'm just like, so focused on the yellow. Does that make sense? So it's like, I'm having all of these experiences. I have guy friends, I have girlfriends and I'm honing in on like the couple guys who like, aren't paying attention to me the way that I want them to or something. And, um, and the girls and being like, these girls are such good friends and these guys all hate me. So it's all about perception and like what we're pulling out, what we're paying attention to the most. So I don't know, but I do feel like I got a lot of opportunities to spend time and connect with a lot of my guy friends. And that was like, so beautiful and (laughs) and also really again was like a contradiction to this story like I was hanging out with this one guy at the wedding who I haven't seen in you know a bunch of years we he is in a relationship it's not like a romantic thing but we get along super well and every time we hang out, we have like a great time and we just like laugh and we just like enjoy each other's company so much and like are very fond of each other. Again, like I haven't seen him in a long time. I consider him a friend, but like, I don't call, you know, we don't like text or like, we're not in communication with each other. We like see each other in group settings or whatever, you know, like we're not hanging out. And, um, but it was like so nice. And I was just like, he like clearly feels the same way about me that I feel about him. Like, we're just so like fond of each other. And I'm like, well, I can't just ignore that. I can't just be like, well, that doesn't count <laughs> you know, <laughs> or whatever. Like that doesn't count, um, you know, because we don't hang out or whatever. Like, yeah, we're not as close as like my girlfriends, but that doesn't take away from, the fact that he's not like a guy that I know who hates me, which is like my story. I mean, I don't think that guys like hate me necessarily, but I, I have this, you know, thing where I like always feel like I'm just like kind of inherently unattractive, undesirable, like, un like people just don't like, like to hang out with me. Like I'm just maybe annoying or or whatever, like that. I'm not like appreciated and desired, like even in like a friendship sense. 
And then I also like hung out with this guy who we've had like a complete falling out. We have like a complicated relationship. I won't go into it. Um, but yeah, we have not talked. Like he texted me after we hung out. I do not have his phone number like in my phone. Like I didn't have any text. Like I deleted him completely. We're like not in touch, right? And we hung out and had like a great time. Like I was like, yeah, we have a lot of fun together. Like regardless of what happened and like the immaturity on both of our parts, like in our relationship and dynamic, um, we still like have a good time together. Like it was just such a, you know, and I think my story was just like, you know, the way that I feel like I was treated by him was just proof that you know, of my own like unworthiness or my own like undesirability. Like again, like this thing of like, I'm just not like wanted by guys again in a platonic sense, as well as like a romantic sense. So it was just a really interesting experience to kind of have like, (laughs) like, interaction after interaction that was just like flying in the face of this story that I've been telling myself and it's really hard to let go and I want to like you know I'm talking about myself and my own story but like I want like obviously this is relevant to anyone uh, because we all have stories and we all tell ourselves things and we all have evidence to back up the story that we're telling but that doesn't make it true like that's something that I realized I think where I'm like yeah it's not untrue that I've had all of these really challenging relationships with men. Like it's not untrue that I've been treated poorly. (laughs) Like it's not untrue that I have, you know, expressed my like love and caring for guys that I've been, you know, friends with and that, they have been really shitty to me in response and in return and that they've not respected me and not appreciated me. And like, yeah, that's true. Like, like those things are true, but that's not everything. Like those are a few relationships. And I've just sort of extrapolated that to apply to all men and me like I'm like men and me like that's the king and I sorry I just had that (laughs) um it's like the king and I it's not okay god why do I derail myself when I'm speaking okay it's just not true like I have put extra emphasis and attention on certain relationships that have not gone the way that I would have hoped that they would go And I have not put attention on certain relationships that have gone great. (laughs) Like, like I have plenty of, you know, I was like kind of thinking about my story and I'm like, yeah, I have all these examples of like guys who have like treated me badly or disappeared from, you know, my life. But I also have examples of guys who have, been totally wonderful to me and have been totally respectful of me and totally appreciative of me and have like loved hanging out with me. Like I also have those stories, but I don't tell those stories and I don't pay attention to them and I forget them and I ignore them. And I just, 
think, well, that's just something else. Like, you know, and so it's, it's, I mean, it's fascinating to be like living in this like breakdown of story. And I, so I want to kind of like, you know, I'm like talking about this hoping that it's like universal enough, you know, obviously like the specifics are going to be different for every person, but it's like, we have these experiences and we just hone in on like certain aspects of them. Like, this is what I was saying about the, the, you know, painting and being like, it's yellow. (laughs) It's like, well, it's not just yellow. Like it's also like all of these other colors and it's just what, what we're focusing on and then like what we continue to focus on. And it's like, for me, I just, I've told this story. Like I've had these experiences that have like been so impactful and they're, it's not that they didn't happen or that they're not true or that I like reacted badly to them or, or whatever. Like those things really happened. They really hurt me. And, and I like paid so much attention to them that I like forgot to pay attention to everything else. So I think there's just this, it's like, we can always find these cracks in our story and be like, well, like, is that true? Has, has that ever not been true? Has there ever been, you know, a different story that's maybe also true? And it kind of just breaks the whole thing down. And, you know, it is, it's challenging. I mean, that story is so deep inside of me. And like, I, you know, the way that I respond, like, this is sort of like also what I was saying earlier of like, probably the way that I've respond now to men is like a little bit different than I was responding. And that's hard. Like I, you know, I've acted in a way that has felt protective. Like, I don't want to be too vulnerable. I don't want to put myself out there too much. I will retreat rather than you know, lean into something if I'm feeling scared. So, you know, I've acted also in a way probably to sort of perpetuate this because like, I'm not pursuing a lot of male friendships. And of course there have been like a few that have snuck through like the wedding that I went to. I'm friends with, um, both people in the couple, but, um, probably closer to the guy. It's like, okay, well, (laughs) like that's a friendship. Like I can't just ignore that. Um, so there are some that have stuck through like that. Um, but a lot of, you know, overall it's like, I'm just not pursuing male friendship, you know, whereas like with women and again, like, I know I'm talking about this in a very gendered way. That's just been, you know, how I've related to it until now with women, I have pursued, you know, those relationships more, like they're just easier for me. Like I don't have a lot of thought or expectation that they're going to like not be my friend. And I have had women who have not been my friend and I don't like take it super personally. Like just my whole reaction to it is different. So I'm not having this like trauma response (laughs) where I'm like, women don't like me. Like I have enough, you know, female friends that have stuck around and are really close. And also I don't put as much pressure on them. I feel like I don't put as much pressure on those relationships. I'm not like, Oh my God, my friend didn't text me for two weeks. And that means that she like, doesn't like me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not 
jumping to conclusions like that. I'm just more present with those relationships. Whereas with my relationships with guys, it's like this constant, like, oh no, like they're going to stop hanging out with me. And I need to like, you know, do everything perfectly so that I won't be abandoned and I won't be hurt. And, you know, so it's just like, there's like a lot more thought there and, and, and yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's interesting to have to kind of face that. And I am trying to, you know, or I've, I've been noticing that as I'm sort of like leaning in more and, and not running away as much, or I'm trying to, you know, I'm doing this sort of naturally. I'm not like, it's sort of happening naturally, but I'm still sort of having these thoughts where I'm like, you know, maybe after the fact, I'm like, oh no, like we had a great time, but that's, it's over now, you know? And, and I'm just sort of having to notice those thoughts. And sometimes I totally believe them. And sometimes I have to like ignore them. And I'm like, okay, well, if that wasn't true, how would I act? And I think that this is probably like the process, you know, of any story breaking down. It's like, we have this story and we act a certain way because of it. And then when that story starts to break down, we can start acting a different way, but it's like, we still have those habitual thoughts that we're so used to. And it's like, takes a little bit of conscious effort to kind of just be like, that's okay. Like those are just thoughts. (laughs) That's just my story coming back. I don't need to believe it. That's not true. And it's scary because that's familiar. Like my story is like my familiarity with life. Like that's how I've seen life. It'd be like, I have a story. Oh, the sky's blue. All of a sudden I realize like the sky is pink or something. I don't know if that's a good example, but it's like this thing where you're like, I don't fully like trust that, you know, it's like, this is the way that it's always been the way that I've thought that it's always been the way that I've related to everything. Now, suddenly I'm just in a way, like trusting, like both seeing and trusting that maybe it's different. And that's hard to trust. It's hard to be like, okay, well now I'm just gonna assume that this guy like wants to hang out with me. Like that feels really scary because my past says, no, that's how you get hurt. And I go, well, I did get hurt in the past, but that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with right now. It doesn't have anything to do with the future. And like, I have no idea what's going to happen. That's sort of been a a mantra that I've been having lately is I have absolutely no idea what's going to (laughs) happen like going into any situation because I can always try to predict, always try to predict. God, my mind is just predicting constantly. So I just go and I'm like, I have no idea what's going to happen. I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. And that's true. I I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> like, I never get somewhere and I'm like, the exact thing that I thought would happen, happened. Like, no, that's literally never happened. It's always unpredictable and unexpected. And you just don't, you never know. Even if you know some of it, or even if you can like predict some of it, it's like, there's, you're just not going to like, we just can't, we just, we can't really do that. The other thing that comes up that I've been wanting to talk about is art and creativity. This is still a theme for me at the moment and the trust that comes along with that. Like, I think my whole thing is just trust (laughs) right now. 
And, you know, I've been posting on Instagram a lot. You can follow me at Smichaels, S-M-Y-K-E-L-S. Just do a quick little plug there in case anyone's not following me uh, to see my art. And yeah, that's been interesting because most of the time I just sit down and I can find inspiration. I can play around. And it's not like I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh, I could draw this. Sometimes I do. And then usually as I'm drawing that, it's like not going the way that I planned, but I discover something else where I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. And then I go from there. So like, there's always sort of this path, but I'm feeling pressure to like post every day. You know, I don't want to lose it. I don't want to just fall into nothing. Oh my gosh, here we are again, probably at another story or it's like, I do stuff and then I just stop doing it and I become a lazy bum and I just like turn into a blob. And yeah, like maybe that's a story where it's like, no, I'm just experiencing different energies at different times. I'm starting to like move into an energy of wanting to receive. So like, and like consume kind of, so like, um, reading a lot, listening to music, listening to podcasts, which I always listen to podcasts, but you know, I kind of go through phases with reading, especially where it's like, sometimes I'm just like, reading voraciously like I'm just like I can't get enough words into my brain from books and then other times I like could not you know I open a book and my eyes just glaze over like I can't read and then sometimes I'm like really creative and I'm like in a producing you know space where I'm like ooh, this and I'm like making this and and then you know sometimes I kind of like pull back from that and I'm not as as you know, prolific with what I am creating, but there's sort of this balance where it's like, I'm creating, I'm receiving, I'm giving, I'm receiving, I'm I'm consuming, I'm producing, like I kind of go through this, you know, um, these waves. So I think I may be just moving into like a more receptive and consumptive kind of space and less, less productive, but how can I, you know, this is my question right now is like, how can I stay in the creative energy? Because that's what I really don't want to lose. Maybe that, maybe following the creative impulse comes through as creating a podcast or creating art, like physical art, like paintings and stuff like that. But maybe the creative impulse also comes as curiosity and reading maybe it also comes as listening to music like maybe that is maybe appreciation of thought and aesthetic and um art in different forms is also the creative process like like identifying and liking and appreciating and just like being with art in whatever form that is is also part of the creative impulse. Like it's not just about producing. It's not just about creating something new. It can also be about receiving. It's like, we're just in this energy together. And it's like, it's like breathing. It's like, you're not, breathing isn't only like exhaling. Like it's also inhaling. It's like both of the things. And being aware of the breath is 
you know, its own form of meditation and, and being present and being aware of the creative impulse, whether that's consuming or producing is also its own form of meditation. It's its own form of being present and, and engaging in the creative impulse. So a lot of it comes down to like trust to being present with whatever the thing is to like taking away some of that pressure. It's just like so much pressure, which like comes back to this story of like, I'm not good enough. (laughs) I need to always be proving my worth, proving my value, adding value by like doing something visible, which is just not, I mean, that's a story that I think a lot of us have, and it's not a story that's true. Um, you know, I can think of many examples of that not being true. For example, I always just think of like my friendships, like um, my friends are so valuable to me. They're not like producing things for me <laughs> or something. It's like, like, it just is like a totally different conversation. You're just like, well, we just like enjoy being together. <laughs> like That's awesome. So yeah, those are my thoughts, I think, for the day, for this episode. Feels good to like reconnect back in with myself. It's also uh, always this balance between being with myself and being with others and getting that impulse uh, or getting that, what am I saying? Inspiration, getting that input <laughs> from others and and expanding. And then being with myself and sort of like letting what's there be nurtured and matured and explored. So life is, yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy experience (laughs) that we're all going through here. So if you like this podcast, if you like this episode, please share it with your friends, your family, with your Instagram followers. If you like it, you can leave a review, a rating, and subscribe so that episodes come to your feed. You can hear all of my thoughts and the thoughts of people that I know every Monday. (laughs) What better thing could that be? I mean, what better, you know what I'm saying? I love you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so much. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.